This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Pressing round upon Free FM, RFM, and MPR. As always, I'm Grady, and live on Skype, we've got Josh. Hey. It is an extreme week this week. Uh, extreme rules last weekend or Monday if you are in New Zealand. And uh, we got seven matches from that show to run down. We might as well just kick it straight off with the kickoff show. Liv Morgan Carmella went for about eight minutes. It was all right. Uh, pretty much exactly how we expected it. Um... Any momentum for Liv is good momentum. Uh, and Carmella's dead in the water as we talked about previously. Yeah, it's a little disappointing. Um, but, you know, uh, it is what it is, right? Uh, as you say, Car- Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's our girl. Uh, we want only the best from her. And so seeing a little bit of something, something here is, is good. Hopefully it will lead into something further down the line. Um, Especially with the draft coming up and possibilities where she could end up and who she could feud with and all of these things sort of opening up and maybe it could mean a similar thing for Carmella. Maybe she could get some new energy and some rejuvenation, but at the moment she is just floating around. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I think the the storyline we thought, the direction we thought we were going to get for Laura Liv and the storyline, they've applied to Naomi. Hmm. As we did get a uh, up, we did get a follow up on uh, the pay per view mm-hmm. with it. I mean, and just uh, continuing to throw her out of the arena, uh, which leads li- is leading me to believe that we're getting closer and closer to the point where she she snaps, turns back to the dark side, and asks cousin Roman for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, that's been something that we've been theorizing for a while is the possibility of Naomi in the bloodline. Um, and I, I wouldn't be totally and utterly shocked with it. Um, I'd be a little, I don't think they'll hot shot to the title necessarily. Um, just because, you know, I don't see our current champion, uh, assuming no switches and swatches. Um, but maybe if it, if the if the draft causes a switch, then maybe. Yeah, kind of. I kind of expect it now. Uh, I think the two times. I think this year the SmackDown Women's Champion and the Raw Women's will change brands, and they'll have to trade titles. Yeah. Well, we, we sort of talked about it. I might as well just mention it, and we'll transition into um, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, if if Naomi was heading somewhere, because I don't expect the whole bloodline to be switching brands. I I expect them to be staying put. Um, currently, that would put her up against Becky Lynch, who uh, I wouldn't say successfully defended her title. Uh, no, she, she walked about, out the champ. Yeah, she was about six seconds away from losing her title because uh, Bianca had her up for her finisher, and there was nothing Becky could do about it. Um, Except an old friend showed up. 
or I guess an old friend of me, <laughs> um, as we found out. Um, yeah, Sasha Banks got involved. Yeah, and we got to see, you know, potentially where her allegiances lie, but I don't think she has any allegiances. No. Also, let's say say this. This was an absolute banger of a match between Bianca and a very rusty Becky Lynch. I, I appreciate the usage of banger. Um, yeah, like before the interference and everything, it went almost eighteen minutes. Like it was, it was a good one. It went long, and happy to see it again. But doesn't seem like that's the route we're going to be taking. Yeah, I will. Say, Bianca, this program with Becky has only benefited her. She's made to be looked like a major star. I mean, she can basically say, "I had." The man beat, and it, and the only reason I'm not champion is because of Sasha Banks. And so the question going forward here is, you know, the draft is obviously going to shake things up, and unfortunately we're not going to have had the start of the draft, so next week will be our entire draft special where we will talk about both halves of the draft, which will have happened at the time. Um, but if we're looking now... Do we do we have a a Becky Lynch Sasha Banks? Do we have a rematch between Becky and Bianca? Do we have Bianca versus Sasha without the title on the line being the feud? You know, we never got that match. Um, draft can obviously shake things up, but where where do we think we're headed with these three women? Uh, I have a theory, but it involves a show that can't be t- named. Yeah, we do. We we can talk about a little bit of the run up to uh, the October show, um, because uh, I presume you're talking about a certain crown being awarded. Yeah, I think we'll see a triple threat match between for the championship at that event. Okay. I I think we'll see Lynch, Belair, and Banks. No guarantees that all three will be on SmackDown. Gotcha. All right. Um. But it'll be, I think, if we do do see the titles change brands, I think they'll wait until after that event, then do the titles, title switch. Because they'll have this match already set in stone for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be a way that maybe, potentially, one of the other two people could pull the title back to SmackDown if necessary. Gotcha. Let's say they only draft Becky, but they don't back and the Ross champion stays put. Mm-hmm. It would give them an option to pull the title back to SmackDown with either Belair or Banks. Gotcha. We've got options. We don't have to draft champ for champ. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we'll have to... I do think they will be swapped for, for each other, but that's something we'll see next week when we're talking about the results of the draft. Options. Options are always good. Not being backed into a corner is a great plan. Um, and that champion that you think will be switched for Becky Lynch, uh, much to a little bit of our surprise, is a retaining Charlotte Flair. Uh, I think we we wanted Bliss to win, but at the same time, we both recognize that <laughs> Flair could easily have retained. It was an option, especially with the draft coming up and our and the whole theories I've had about uh, just the titles changing brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind I kind of not surprised. Um, I do think we need to see Bliss go away for a while. Uh, I think her time as a supernatural, uh, character, I think it's come to an end. Yeah, it was very emphatic the way it ended, right? And I don't know, 
it's 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 hard to talk about i guess the storyline as a whole but if this is the end it was just a case of alexa bliss tried to go for the title lost her one match against charlotte charlotte ripped up her dolly and now all of a sudden she's got no superpowers um yeah i I feel like this is a weird full stop like you kind of need like a little bit more explanation on the tail end of it but i I don't think we're going to get it so i think Take her off TV for a couple months. Maybe not. Maybe leave her off TV until the Royal Rumble. Uh, then have her surprise come back as normal Alexa Bliss. And we move on from creepy Alexa Bliss. <laughs> and we don't have to re- reference it or refer to it anymore. We get, we just get regular Alexa Bliss. Maybe even have her return and win the Rumble. And then she goes on to WrestleMania and faces whoever. The champion she wants. Yeah, I can't even start predicting WrestleMania champs at this point. Even though, looking at it, WrestleMania is only about six months away. Uh, it's not a crazy, crazy way away. We're halfway no. through the year. No, it's not crazy. And I, uh, I've i definitely done crazier stuff with <laughs> our, my predictions. That is true. You've made predictions <laughs> at this point in time, usually six months before, halfway through the year. Um, uh, you going to throw one out? Yeah. Is it, is, that sounded like you were setting up. Is, are we, we going to get a crazy Josh prediction six months out? Uh, you can think on it. I'll say, uh, yeah, I'll say Matt Riddle wins the the men's Real Rumble. Okay, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, just to to wrap up this women's division, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we we move on to the the men's stuff? It's all no, kind of draft. I think from yeah, I think for the most part. All, everything that has to do with women outside of Naomi and Sonya Deville has to do with the draft. Gotcha. So we as well. Let's throw in some more stuff before we go to our song. We're not quite, not quite halfway through the show. We've got a triple threat match for the United States Championship. Damian Priest managing to successfully defend his title against Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. This is another banger of a match. Uh, these three absolutely went to war. And let's just say Damian Priest is coming out as a massive star, and it's mainly thanks to Sheamus. My boy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Damian Priest dialed up 1-800-FELLA and call, and got, a, and got uh, some help to become a star. Yeah, it seemed like that was always, you know, his trajectory. It seemed like there was something there. There was that spark in Damian Priest, and um, I guess Sheamus just lit that and... Uh, off he goes to the moon. Yep, we've got we've got Priest doing some really good stuff with this title. We have Hardy doing what he's supposed to be doing as a veteran, putting over the younger, less established stars. Even if Damian Priest is only like thirty eight and not that <laughs> much younger than him, he's in terms of time on the, on the main roster, he's a youngin. Uh, and then you have Sheamus, who is just the classic heel gatekeeper to that you have to knock over to get into the upper mid card yeah Seamus falls really well into that upper mid card gatekeeper role as you say um and I, I, it's not a bad spot to be in either because sometimes it means you're involved in the main event like he was with drew and then sometimes he's come down and he's he's got that uh, secondary title stuff but he's always prominently on the card um and it's a it's a great spot to have yeah there are there have been people who have made careers in that type of role. Um, the Miz. That you have to... Yeah. 
uh, Johnny Rods, the WWE Hall of Famer. He's a, a people don't understand why he's a Hall of Famer, but he's a Hall of Famer because his job was to make sure that whoever he beat him was ready for a main event match with Hogan. They had to go through him in order to get to the championship. Mm-hmm. That and that is the kind of thing Sheamus is right now. Sheamus, you have to get through him to get at least some traction going to get to either the mid card title like Damian Priest. Or be heading towards Big E and the WWE Championship. Which we will talk about when we get back from the break. I'm going to take the break here. Um, when we come back from our song, we will be talking about the, the Bloodline stuff, the main event match. We'll be talking about Big E, everything that happened on Extreme Rules and Raw for that WWE Championship. But that is all after our entrance theme of the week, which is our NXT Cruiserweight Champion Roderick Strong's theme, which is playing for you now. Right up on FreeFM, RFM, and NPR. I'm Grady. He's Josh. Which one do you want first, Big E or Roman Reigns? Uh, Big E, because we have, still have one other match that's attached to Roman Reigns. That's true. That we have to talk about. Uh, we got a impromptu six-man tag team match to open up the show. Big E, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods taking on Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omos. Yeah. Um. We see, we continue to see the regelling of the New Day on Raw. Better that lasts, we don't know yet. Because it's always possible they could be torn apart again, for all we know. <laughs> That's um, true. But you know, if Bobby Lashley couldn't get the, the deal done at Extreme Rules with AJ Styles and Omos by his side, maybe he needs a different set of two people by his side. Yeah. Since MVP is injured and can't be his representative slash backup, they brought the Hurt Business back, which they technically never should have ended. Um, I, I agree with that statement. It never should have ended. <laughs> um, that said, if it hadn't have ended it, Biggie's moment doesn't happen. It's true. Because there would be no way Biggie would be able to have cashed in with she- uh, Sheldon Benjamin and... Cedric Alexander around, unless you really force the idea of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods coming out to help him. Uh, that's the only way it would have worked. I could see them doing that, but 
I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as just Big E comes out to cash in mm-hmm. on a vulnerable champion. Yeah, I like what we're doing now with bringing the Hurt Business back because the the story that's basically sitting there is, you know, Bobby Lashley realizes he can't he can't get it done on his own and he's got to call up some old mates to help him out. Um, they come down, they're amazing together, so absolutely great that they can be back together and start pulling that off. I hope it is for more than uh, just a one-time deal kind of thing here. But the the questions that are floating around this is, you know, Biggie and Bobby Lashley, they have a expiry date on their feud because we all know that when we get to that October show we're not talking about, that it's going to be Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. And so how quickly are we going to have to move on from Lashley when we're talking about the WWE Championship scene? Pretty quickly because Biggie beat him in a steel cage match on Raw. Done for and- me yeah, and Goldberg came out out and basically challenged him, I think, for that October show. If I read the results right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe it was uh, Vigil Package, but yeah. Um, it's So, Dunskis, this is Bobby Lashley's last shot, WWE title, he's out of the scene now? For for a while. I think, I think he's proven himself as capable of being champion. He had a great run as champion. I could see him winning the Universal title or WWE Championship some t- at some point in the next two years. So who steps uh, again, up? That's a big question. It looks like it's going to be Drew, which is what we feared the second he lo- Bobby lost the title. Yeah. Um, but again, it's a case of we don't know because of the draft. We could just tease this and then draft Drew over to SmackDown. Yeah. And then we could have... The same situation I said with the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, we could have a SmackDown-drafted Drew McIntyre challenging for the WWE Championship it's at possible. that same event. It's and definitely then we possible. Could ha- yeah, and we, we know, because of this event, we know what the Universal Championship will be for that. Whether we like it or not, we know mm-hmm. what it's going to be. Um, it's possible, probably likely, that one of those two people... The part-timer, most likely, mm-hmm. would get drafted to Raw. So it's very likely we could be see, seeing all these things drag out to that point before we shake everything up and settle everything down. Yeah, so you mentioned it there. We might as well just switch on over, right? Like, um, the, the Usos retained their SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Street Profits, uh, and Roman Reigns also retained his championship, and the bloodline is kept strong and dripping in gold. Personally, yeah, um, the Usos train is going full force. Not much you can say about that. The only thing that would make it even better would be the inclusion of Naomi. Mm-hmm. That's about about it. Um, what I'd like to see happen is I'd like to see the Raw Tag Team Champions drafted to SmackDown. I don't want the Usos moved. Mm-hmm. I want Usos versus RK-Bro title unification. You keep fighting for this title unification. It'll happen one day, maybe. You have then the Usos win. They become the undisputed tag team champions in WWE, and that is what excuses them to allow them to cross the brands, so to speak. And that's what leads to the Bloodline versus the New Day, mm-hmm. without having to put the titles on the New Day on the for the on the Raw side. Gotcha. Um, for the twelfth time. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah. what I'd like to see. 
uh, as far as the tag team division goes, because we, I think we do need the consolidated division. We have two extremely weak tag team divisions. If you took one of the titles away and made the champions jump between the brands, it at least gives you more tag teams that you can throw at them instead of the same tag teams because we only have five. Oof. Quotation marks, because I don't really know how many teams we have uh, in SmackDown. Yeah, fair. Um, just, yeah. As you say, I just want to move on to the to the main event, um, yeah. just because I want to give it a little bit of time um, to to recap at least what happened. Right, like the demon shows up, uh, amazing entrance as always. Usos interfere as you kind of expect since it was Extreme Rules. Then the demon, like his heartbeat goes, and he's he's re resurrected. Dude can do whatever the he double hockey sticks he wants. And then he gets to the top rope and the rope snaps. And then he falls four feet to the ground and Roman Reigns wins. One, two, three. 20 minute match. Yeah, it was a good match. It was a good match. Um, yeah, the, the decision, we kind of knew Roman was winning. Uh, we threw out there, there was some universe where Finn Balor wins. Could have been caused by Lesnar, for all we know. Uh, but because it's, the title is such important to the Budline storyline overall, we kind of knew that the Demon was getting his first loss on the main roster. Now, it, was it very corny the way it happened? Yes. The ropes breaking, accident or not, did, did take away from it. Because I think it would have been even more awesome had he gone for the coup de gras. And Roman got up and spared him in the middle of it. Mm. And that's how he won. But yeah, they basically gave Demon a God mo- the Demon a God mode. And then turned his controller off at the last second. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if you included the first like 17 minutes and the, the winner at the end, like that was amazing and as expected, right? It, it purely is just those weird minutes in the middle where you couldn't really tell what they were doing and then i'm i'm really not a huge fan of the ropes snapping as you say i would have much rathered um the demon lost clean even like as much as as much as it would be like oh no the demon lost clean it's kind of clean um but if i end the pay-per-view making that noise that i just did there of just utter confusion of what did i just see that's not a great sign um and yeah a a spare in the middle of the coup de gras to just sort of shut him down can be way easily explained of like the the heartbeat and everything was just a second wind it was finn was still out of it he just he was running on pure adrenaline he was running on fumes and then reigns just stopped that i I feel like that's a better ending to that match the story they told in that match bell to bell better ended with that yeah it, it is what it is but the big question then is where does Finn go from here? Back to NXT. <laughs> maybe to Raw. Maybe, maybe we see... Who knows? Maybe we see Finn, like, finally snap. And we see a dark Finn Balor. And uh, and I'm talking about on the main roster. Not Obviously, we saw that on some to some degree on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, during his most recent title rank. But, and maybe he gets drafted to Raw and... He partners up with, uh, I don't know, the way I don't know. 
Maybe the weight gets drafted to um uh, Now you're just making Rob. stuff up. And they form a union somehow. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out. Those Who are your madman predictions. <laughs> Alright, so, well, is there anything else, extreme rules or main roster, that you want to mention before we jump over and give NXT a couple minutes to round it out? No, nah, I think we're good. Okay. NXT, uh, just some stuff to touch on because there was important events this week. Uh, first off, to our surprise, Oshirai and Zoe Stark retained the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. We kind of fully expected them to lose them to Toxic Attraction there. Uh, yeah, we did, but we also, it's always a case of like, we didn't go full in on it though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where, uh, the tag team championships didn't change hands. We knew the other championship wasn't changed hands. <laughs> that was for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just it is what it is. Um, who kn- who knows uh, who will be able to defone the champions? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because the the NXT Cruiserweight title, as you as you hinted at there, Roderick Strong still champion. We played his theme. Obviously, dude had a good week uh, taking out Grayson Waller. But then the in the main event, Raquel Gonzalez, another one that we thought maybe she was going to lose her title before she went to the main roster, uh, successfully defending it against Frankie Monet um, before getting her next uh, next title contender lined up. Yeah, I think I honestly believe that it, the person that takes her down is Ky- is Kaylee Ray. Mm-hmm. I think that is the person that takes the title off of her for the at probably at the next take takeover and that the person who came in out in the end of this for more episodes use the accessmedia.nz app for ios and android devices uh, or subscribe to this podcast via spotify uh, iHeartRadio, or apple podcasts this free fm Uh, podcast was brought to you with support from new zealand on air between now and the takeover next takeover uh, Mandy Rose versus Raquel Gonzalez. Look, just, just hear me out here. Mandy Rose wins. <laughs> okay. Toxic Attraction get a rematch and they win. That's all. Yeah. The problem is, is that they the Toxic Attraction never really seemed like they were even in a position where they could win the match. Let alone um, be be in a situation like where we were talking about Bianca earlier, where they were. She was literally seconds away from winning the title back. That was never really the case with Toxic Attraction. They just never really seemed to have have a position where they were in dominance. Trust me. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, honestly, I could see maybe if, depending on when Zia Lee comes back, uh, that being a possibility with um, Zia Lee and I forget her name, but the leader of Tian Shao. Ah, uh, me and Young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely a possibility that Xylee, Me Ying, they do something. Not not 100% sure. But we will have to wait and see, especially with what NXT looks like after the draft, because I got a feeling it will be a completely different landscape. Uh, but we have run out of time for this week. It's been great talking to you. Bye, B. You can visit our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash wrestling RND up, or our Twitter page, Twitter.com forward slash wrestling RND up, or our YouTube page, YouTube.com forward slash wrestling RND up. And we will see you next week with our special all about the draft.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.